Welcome to the Course Wizards Podcast with Amit Aurora and Christopher Maselli. Get ready to discover the latest tools and tips on how to create, teach, and market your online training course. Now here's your hosts, Amit and Chris. is up course wizard welcome to yet another episode i'm here with my co-host chris what's happening hey amit good to see you again here we are the course wizards. we've done like 160 some of these can you believe that and we missed one we've missed, we missed one. one 160 In i think four and we have missed one that's not bad that's a pretty good streak anyway you look at it yes that that definitely is and we're allowed one i mean we didn't miss one during COVID, so Not I think one. it's okay. Yeah, now yeah, we can say it was because of COVID. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, what are we talking about today, Amit? So today we are talking about actionable insights, how to use leverage the power of analytics, the power of search console. Search console is something that I recently started logging in and I feel like this is something our most course creators don't even care about, which is fine. They shouldn't have to but it does give you really better insights into your analytics so when you say search console are you talking about google analytics or are you talking about something that's a little bit different than google analytics so google has its the second product called google search console which gives you more uh, and we can start screen sharing like it show you but it gives you deeper insights according to me than just google analytics they're both google products but then you also have something called search console insights so yeah we're going to get into all of that we are doing this one video but uh if you're not listening you know you can still follow along just chris will do a good job of describing what he's looking at and just you can ask me questions and then we can kind of just go through that that sounds awesome all right let me start sharing my screen here we are going to, I'm looking for which window to share. Okay. Let me know when you can see it. All right. I can see it. Okay. Are you seeing my search console right now? I sure am. All right. So this is my Google search console for my blog called getnzlr.com, which is my primary blog I created in 2019 to promote New Zealander. But over the years, I've added content just for course creation in general. So on the, my main screen, Chris, here, and you can do this too. You can just go to search.google.com or just search Google Search Console. Connect your site. It will ask you to log in through your analytics account. You connect your site and that's it. Then all the analytics start showing up into your Google Search Console. So I guess I still don't understand what's different from this and Google Analytics itself. Because we all know if you go to analytics.google.com, you can get all kinds of insights about your blog. But this is search.google.com. So why would I go to one over the other, I guess, is what I'm wondering. Yeah. So if we go to analytics, and here I am in my analytics, right, for the yeah. same property, you can see... This data, like it shows me what pages a user is visiting and whatnot. But I go to Search Console mainly for this graph. Yes, I can see it here too. I just find Search Console to be a little bit more user friendly. Google Analytics just scares me. I'm like, I don't know where the <laughs> hell to go, what to do. 
Yeah, and Google Analytics, for those of you who haven't used it much, uh, they just went through a big overhaul also. there's It's now in the fourth generation, and so everything's in a different place again. So it can yep. be a little disconcerting when you get in there. Um, this is interesting, though. It does look like it's a lot of the same information that's in Analytics that's in Google Search Console. Um, but you're right. It is, it's laid out uh, very nicely. So, yeah. So, so again, for those of you who are listening, um, go to analytics.google.com, but also go to search.google.com, put in your analytics uh, login, and on both of those, just compare and contrast what you see on each of those, and I think you'll find it very interesting. And I put this in poll instead of chat GPT. Difference between Search Console and Google Analytics. <clears throat> and says both are provide different kind of data. So Search Console is designed to help website owners optimize and troubleshoot their website's presence in Google search results. While Google Analytics is focused on tracking website traffic and user behavior. Okay, so Google Analytics is more like the kind of traffic you get and and the users who come there where Search Console says, hey, here's how you're showing up in Google search results. So for for those of you who listened last week where we talked about Google's blog that plummeted, the one he had that was uh, driven by AI, that one, you found out that happened because of Search Console, right? Because that's where you got to see how it showed up in uh, Google search results. Yep. Yeah. Well, and then here, one other thing, well, there are four main uh, points here that I asked Poor.com, which is like chat GPT. The other one is data sources. Uh, it says Search Console provides data on how Google crawls and indexes your website, including search queries, clicks, impressions, and website errors. Google Analytics, on the other hand, collects data on website traffic, including number of visitors, page views, bounce rate, average session duration. So when you combine those two things, you get a holistic view. So to give you a real example, Chris, my Google Analytics might say that my website traffic, actually, let's just look at it, right? My Google Analytics, if I go back here to uh, the first page, it shows that I've got 12 page views for this article here called Enroll Students Manually in New Zealand. Now what I can do is I can go into my search console go search for that exact page, um, which is, I can copy this URL, go back into my response tool and paste that URL. I think I do have to add the full one inside. And then I can inspect it. So right now it's saying URL not in property. That means maybe Google search console hasn't crawled that page yet. So you can combine those two pieces of data to get a holistic picture. Okay, this web, this page, I see a lot of bounce rate in my Google Analytics. Why is that? Let me go in Search Console and see how is it showing up in search results. So this that is interesting. Sense? Yeah, and, and when you go in here, you're able to see how many impressions that site has received through Google, um, Google, in Google search. So when people search for your site, you'll be able to see that, oh, thousands of people have been shown my site, but then you can see how many people actually click through and went to your pages, which is very, very insightful. Yep. Like, Chris, you're looking at this. For the last three months on web search, 
my website has this particular blog has surfaced 32,000 impressions with only a 479 clicks and you can see the click through rate is only 1.4%. Yeah. Which means I need to increase my average position, right? These two are interrelated. It shows you what's your average position on Google. I'm currently at the average of 30 position. But if I in improve my position to be in the top five, then automatically the cause and effect would be my average click-through rate will increase, which will then increase my impressions and my clicks. So it's interesting. It says the average position on this particular blog is about 30, but wouldn't that be based on what people are searching for? Or is that the idea? Is that why it's the average? Because if they're searching for, in this case, get new Zendler, you might be number one. But if they search for online training, you might be number 50. And so this is yes. an average of the two. Exactly. And now what are they searching for? Here's the best part about Google Search Console right here. Queries. Mm -hmm. It shows you what are people searching for and how you are showing in those queries. So I can look at this and say, okay, people were searching for this one right here, New Zealand pricing, 750 people are searching and only three people or 750 times my page was shown, but only three clicks. So then I can drill into it and see, okay, for the last three months, if you look at the query called Zendler pricing, my average click-through rate is 0.5, right? And then it shows me which pages are being served up to these users. So for all the pages that were served up, and these are all just like some Thrive Themes extension pages. Yeah. But my main page is uh, Zendler pricing, only three clicks. So then now I can take this actionable insight, go to my Zendler pricing page, figure out how I need to improve this to increase my clicks. Now, Google doesn't show you all that. It's not going to tell you, you know, what, what the hell to, do. to fix it. <laughs> That's up to you to figure out, but which is still really helpful, right? Because now I can search for this keyword, Zendler pricing, and look at my competition and then figure out, okay, what do I need to do compared to my competition to show up and to get clicks? So is that, is that what you do? You Would you study the competition or is there something else you'd use? Because for instance here, if the query is Zendler pricing and you're showing up um, at about the ninth position, and you want to get higher than that, okay? You're probably not going to get higher than the main New Zendler pricing page, but there may be other things that are higher than you that you could do better as. Is there something else you'd use to, to search for how you could raise your result there? Or do you just need to study everyone else? Yeah, so this is where I would rely on our, one of our favorite tools, Chris, which is um, Phrase. To run that query inside of Phrase, do the SERP uh, comparison, put my blog article into phrase and figure out what am I missing as far as keywords. Now, yeah, so, so if you look at this Zendler pricing page, it is very skinny on data because the actual words on this page is just as much. And then it goes right into this pricing table. 
Yeah. So what what Amit's talking about? This is. Uh, let me just explain this a little bit because this is really interesting. If you use something like um, uh, the the name just slipped my mind. Phrase. Amit. <laughs> phrase. Phrase. Uh, that's F R A S E. If you go to phrase dot com and um, is it dot com or is it io? Dio. Yeah. yeah. If you go to phrase.io, that's right. Um, you can put in a term like Zendler pricing. And what it will do is it will search the top 20 or 30 results for that keyword and find out what the what these words are that everyone includes in their blogs, how many times that's included in there. And so if Amit puts that in there, he's able to Rather than having to do this manually, it does all the work for him. He can see exactly how many and which particular words other blogs are using and what questions they're answering that he hasn't answered on his. Then if he updates his to include those things, he should raise in the results. Yep. So, Chris, you are more familiar with threes than I am, but if I understand this correctly right now, we did what Chris, you just said, and it, within phrase, I have a topic score of 33% and this average score is to beat is 30%. So I'm beating the average score. Yeah, which is why you're on page me, one, right? You are on page yep. one. And so I'm not surprised to see that. I, am I? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you will remember I might it, it said you were normally number eight. Is what it said on yes. that last search results. Well, That's your average. So okay, yeah, average yeah. position is eight point five. Yeah. So if you go back to phrase, now what I need to do is it shows us for those of you listening, it shows me these bunch of keywords on the right side, and it's showing, for example, keyword pricing plan. It's saying most competitors have mentioned the word pricing plan two times. You have mentioned it four times. Good job. And then it but, shows me okay. Drip schedule people have mentioned twice. You've only mentioned once. Yeah, or or and most then it shows me the number of sources. Yeah, yeah, it, it's saying that the words online courses, all t ten people on that first results page are using that, except for Amit right now. So those those are some words you definitely want to put online courses in there, and that should help give you a little more prominence. Yep, it's interesting uh, so stuff. Isn't we it? just we just spotted. Here's what we did so far, right? To kind of break down for our listeners, we spotted a search query in Google Search Console. We figured out that I'm only getting 0.5% click-through rate for that query, and I'm average ranking at 8.5 position. I know the actual content of the page is good because when someone is looking for a pricing page, one, there's buyer intent. They want to buy something. That's why they're searching for pricing. So what exactly are they looking for? No fluff pricing table, which my blog post gives them. And I even tried to write this, Chris, for the snippets. So it, show, so it would show up on result zero. Hasn't happened yet. But my goal with this one paragraph here was to say, whenever someone searches for pricing, show them this exact snippet on yes. position zero, so I get the most clicks. And then Very I break it down into one tiny table, uh, then a screenshot right from New Zendler, and then a full-blown table, which is actually pulling from a different plugin called Ninja Tables, connected to my Google Sheet. So my Google Sheet, all I need to do is anytime Zendler does an update, which they are as fast as a tortoise, 
uh, updating their pricing <laughs> page. Then I go and update my Google Sheet, which in turn updates my blog. So this is why we call this data-driven decisions. These kind of insights can really help your pages get indexed better. So what we recommend you do is start off going to search.google.com, put in one of your pages there, let it search your page, see how it's doing, see what people are searching for to find that page, and then go to a tool like phrase, F-R-A-S-E.io, and find out what the top competitors for those keywords are using. And maybe you can crawl, get, get yourself a little higher, because the more people that click through to your site, the more people who have an opportunity to purchase your course and become one of your followers. Yep, I, I would say we can put this link. So search.google.com forward slash search console and you'll see a start now button here. Don't even read, just click start now and trust us. And then just uh, log into your Google Analytics account, like use the same email. And then you'll be presented with the search console console dashboard. Now, one last thing I want to share here, Chris, is this. All of this stuff is people can just explore on their own. On the left side, I have performance, which we looked at. A URL inspector, where you can inspect a URL to see if it has been crawled or not. Pages, video pages, sitemap. There's a bunch of stuff. What I do like is on the overview, there's this thing called search console insights. That breaks it down into bite-sized pieces from Google on how your site is performing overall. So in this, I can see overall my top most search queries were Zendler app, Zendler reviews, Zendler app download, Teachable back office for some reason, and new Zendler login. So another data-driven insight, I should probably write an article about Teachable back office if there's enough search volume for this keyword. Then I can take a keyword like this, go into Ubersuggest or a keyword tool, paste it in there to see what kind of search queries that keyword has. And if there's enough, for me, enough is usually like 140 or 150 or more, then I can start writing about it. Very interesting. Well, I'll tell I, you what. I mean, this is, the, it's a rabbit hole. Yeah, it is. It's a rabbit hole. You can go, you go deep. But I think if you just start with search.google.com, like you're going to learn some things about your site very quickly, very quickly. Well, speaking of rabbit holes, so we have gotten pretty deep on all the blogging stuff we've been doing lately, haven't we? And so we thought it might be fun next week to go ahead and jump back into some a little bit lighter stuff. We're going to talk about uh, crafting cr killer content for your email list. Amit and I both have tools that we use to create our emails that are uh, kind of unique that we think you might like. If you're having trouble coming up with a regular newsletter, I guarantee you these tools, you're going to think they rock. They really uh, make things easier for you. And then after that, we're going to get into just some of our favorite tools overall on the next week. So uh, we thank you for listening to us. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share. And Amit, you got to close us out and tell everyone what they need to keep doing. They need to first, trust, we give them all this content for free. So they need to pay us. We're going to start <laughs> making this a paid episode. This this is a paid episode. I don't think that's you true. You need to pay us by subscribing. That's your payment. Okay, then maybe that's right. <laughs> and keep creating. <laughs> Bye.
Thank you for listening to the Course Wizards podcast with Ahmed Aurora and Christopher Maselli. Get a free PDF of their favorite online training resources as well as notes from this podcast at coursewizards.com.